Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Nerd Talk with Jordan Hall. I'm your host, Jordan, and today I've got with me Micah and Alicia. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like every other week. I love it. So uh, we're talking this week about She-Hulk, and we're going to be talking the first three episodes. There's going to be nine in total. And so I just want to get a quick feel. What are your guys' thoughts going into this series? Was it what you're expecting? Is it a fresh, like, a fresh new pace? Do you feel like it's stupid? Like, what, what are your guys' thoughts? Alicia, tell me what you're thinking. Well, I definitely don't think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I was excited getting to get a new character woven in. I love what Disney Plus is doing with these series. I feel like we get to know the characters so much better because we have the time to really learn about who they are, who they were even sometimes before they became a superhero. Um, and really just to kind of get them to get to know them as a character. Um, I like what they're doing so far. Um, just talking about the first three episodes. Um, I'm curious to see how we'll go with the next couple of episodes. Um, but I'm excited with what I see so far. What about you, Micah? Awesome. Yeah, I want to play off of that really quick because something that Disney, Disney, I mean, Disney and Marvel together collectively do incredibly well is the, the especially in the episode one, the origin story that they told. And Jordan, you texted me this the day after the, oh, drop, yeah. the first episode, like the way they incorporated Bruce, Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner and her together and then told that story and how she became who she is all in the first episode was just a masterpiece. Like, I don't think aside from maybe... I don't know, maybe the first Iron Man or the first Captain America. Has there been a better story told of like somebody's origin story in the MCU? Well, and I think that if you go one step further, like Miss Marvel was the show that came out right before this. It mm -hmm. took you like your whole first season was her origin story. Yeah. And you didn't know until them, episode six, like what who she was going to be. Yeah. You're, you're like, OK, we, we know you're Miss Marvel, but you haven't like and I think that's the problem that they superhero shows in general have a problem with is they take forever to set it up you don't get the name you don't get the costume you don't get fill in the blank whatever whatever is is important to these characters but in the first episode it was like you said it was just really 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 cool how they handled it and um, i remember and i also remember like um in the first episode when before they get into the car accident seeing that ship and i'm like wait a minute i've seen this ship before and i'm yeah. like and it's a callback to thor it's a callback to Zakar, it's a callback to Ragnarok and uh, you know Bruce's time with you know Thor on on Sakaar. Um, and obviously they're setting up War War Hulk and, and that whole thing, which I just can't wait to see what they do with that because if they do well with this, how are they gonna you know how are they gonna do with with that project? And um, you know that's just episode one. Like I really just the attention to detail with her story was incredible. The like. Um, I think I told you, Jordan, after the day after the first episode dropped that we, you know, we watched it. I went back and watched it a second time, but it was like, you know, this is what we wanted in The Incredible Hulk. If you weren't a fan of The Incredible Hulk, which Jordan, I know you are, but like this was if Mark, let's let me say it like this. If 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 Mark Ruffalo was The Incredible Hulk in The Incredible Hulk movie, I think this is the story we wanted to hear or wanted to see. Oh, Absolutely. I think that this comes back to what we've talked about many times over this podcast is they are fixing the problems that they faced at the beginning. They're able to retell these stories. They're able to play off of things. We, we often reference Age of Ultron, how like that movie at the time, 
was not the greatest. It, it, it failed in a lot of ways, but it continually comes back. Where this one took a different approach. Instead of going back to Age of Ultron, they went further back into Phase 1 with Incredible Hulk. I mean, there, there's even a spot, which I love, and we're, we're going to get into the fourth wall-breaking portion here in a few, um, but I love there's this point where he's talking with her, I think it's in the second episode, and she, she, he says something like, yeah, no, like I'm a completely different person. Literally, like I'm a different person. And he's talking about how he has merged, but then she looks at us, the viewer, and says, ha, and a lot of people didn't catch it, but it's the reference to Edward Norton and then Mark Ruffalo. Like, those are two different actors, and they were making that conversation point. And I'm like, I love things like that. They're they're fixing what what wrongs there were. And I mean, I'm a lot more lenient with my movies. Um, I liked Morbius. I liked some of these other films that people don't care for, which is okay. But, you know, I, I just love those. So how are they going to fix love and thunder? Uh, TBD <laughs> another 15 years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think honestly, I think that there is some redemption that could happen from that film. I think that it's going to be a lot of work that's yeah. going to have to come out of that. And I think some of that may get fixed with guardians of the galaxy three and, and whatnot. Um, but back to she Hulk, I think this, is fixing some of the problems in the past, like you were saying with Incredible Hulk, um, because it, it and it's bringing him back to his roots. Like I don't know if you guys watched, like I've watched it probably three or four times already, and I love seeing how he's getting angry again. Like his anger is getting in the way, and I'm like, ooh, we're gonna take a few steps back from oh I'm this smart Hulk, and like when they went in Endgame and he's like, and like smashes the car, like just very like in a joking manner like to, to quote unquote, be the Hulk, um, where he's smart Hulk now, I think that he's going to start to regress a little bit and have to come back to that. Okay. I need to find that peace of mind between the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Well, as um, we talked about in other episodes, they, especially to the Hulk character, like he, he's been Bruce, he's been the Hulk, he's been, you know, the professor, he's been, you know, to the point where he can't become the Hulk and they got to work things out. Um, you know, the whole, um, series from age of Ultron all the way through Endgame, like how much he changed. Um, but like we thought, Hey, there's only so much they can do with his character. However, like they're proving us wrong that they're going to continue to kind of evolve and, you know, manipulate sort of like a Rubik's cube. Like he just keeps getting better. However, you never know which one you're going to get, which even, you know, gives more credence to the, uh, you know, what, what's going on with his body and how much you can control it versus not being able to control it, which is ironic because she has a whole lot more power uh, about, you know, controlling her body at this point about controlling her powers. Well, and, and this comes back to a comic book related piece. He, his, his Hulk was born out of anger yeah, and was born out of frustration from the amount of pressure and all that where hers was, it was a life-saving event. Um, in the comics, it, there was a blood, a blood transfusion. And so like, she wasn't under stress like that. It was a, it was a life or death thing um, where this one, she was trying to save uh, Bruce Banner and, and trying to pull him out of the car. And she, she's trying to do what she can and she's fully conscious to it. And it just happens to boom, she becomes She-Hulk. Um, and I thought that was a very, I think MCU is going a different route than what comics are because some of the pieces are time period specific and whatnot. And I didn't like how they handled Miss Marvel's power change and how she's an inhuman, not an ex or or she she's not an inhuman um in the MCU, but she's an inhuman in the comics and now she's a mutant. And I'm like, 
I don't agree with some of that, but I I very much liked how they did a very seamless transition of, hey, you got a cut and some of the blood got in, but because of the genetic markers, you're fine. And I didn't have a problem with how they handled fixing Bruce's arm. I know some people were like, oh, that's an easy fix. And I was like, yeah, but there's genetic markers that if it, and this is superpowers, nothing has to make sense. So right, what do you guys like- think about that part? But do you understand? But does that make sense? What I was saying, like she, oh yeah, yeah, like she has the ability to, like early on in her, you know, from what we understand is the original version of herself, she has a whole lot more ability, even regardless of her temperament, to, you know, be herself, be She Hulk, be kind of a hybrid of the two. Oh yeah, but, she switches back and forth. You know, easy. Banner, Banner didn't have that. Like when he started, it was like he had to like really you know, be careful. He was, cause he was super, you know, afraid of what was going to happen if he became the Hulk, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just, no, 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 you're good. And it, it does make sense. Um, so what, what are your guys' thoughts about what I was saying with the, um, I blanked, um, with breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Just let, let's, let's move into that part with breaking the fourth wall and how this character, like how they easily just transition her with her origin story. And she immediately starts breaking the fourth wall and whatnot. What do you guys think of that? I love the fourth wall breaking and I think a lot of it comes from so we talk about like how trends come back and we've been talking a lot about how the 90s clothing has come back mm-hmm. um I feel like 90s really had that a lot in their tv shows and you talk about Stay by the bell and oh yeah like when they, Zach they did a lot of out. that oh, they yeah. did a lot of that 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 breaking the fourth wall and so if, like for me it feels kind of nostalgic um, that they're doing that. I love that they're doing that. Is this the first? Is this the first time they've done that with in Dead. the MCU? Now, Deadpool. not in, Deadpool did get it, but he's oh, technically true. Fox. But yeah. a lot of a lot of his stuff was not directed to us as much as it was like voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that the the way they're handling this is different. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree with. Because when you said the the nineties, I was like, "Saved by the Bell" with Zach Morris hitting the timeout. I'm like, "Oh yep. man, yep." And just kind of explaining. And off the top things. of my head, I can't think of any like that's always just the one that kind of sticks out for me. But that's when I I felt like I started seeing the the fourth wall breaking a lot more. Or kind of like the the TikTok meme where it's like, "So you're probably wondering how I got here," and like they go back and they kind of hit those pieces. Yeah, I I don't have TikTok. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, there's there's some of that fun in there that just I think that it's just it's they're random spots. If you notice where some of them go, like the moment where she's just like, ha. Huh. And then there's the moments where she's like, okay, so I'm a superhero lawyer. You can't fixate on this. I need you to see the origin so that way we can get on yeah. with the show because I want you to enjoy the show. And then when she gets to I is it the episode three? She's in the car and she's like all right, listen, Wong's showing up, but don't think this is a, a cameo every week. This is not of a show. show about him. Yeah. The show yeah. is still and, and, about me. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the whole remember whose show this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do love what they're doing. And I think that, and I wonder if it's because they're feeling more comfortable Marvel doing the shows that they're kind of, they're having more fun with it. And you can tell. I, I think that there's a level of comfortability that you can get to so that way you're still pushing those boundaries and not feeling so comfortable. Like, if that makes sense, like you're not getting stuck in the rut. You're, you're comfortable to, to do those challenges. You're, you're comfortable to, to try the new change because I feel like 
with X-Men, let's look at the X-Men series real quick. You go in and say, okay, well, you guys got comfortable and we got the the Dark Phoenix movie, which was hot garbage. Or Apocalypse. Um, apocalypse. And I was, I was about to hit Apocalypse. But then you look at when they were comfortable with trying new things and you get movies like Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that point. And I'm hoping that we're not going to see repeats. And I, I think that because there's such a wide pool of opportunity that comes from this and just the different features that can come in, um, I don't think we're going to have that problem the same way. But I'm really excited to see how they're, they're taking those chances. And it's no longer just the, the comfortable format of, here's the villain. We'll kill the villain at the end. Here's the storyline. Here's the love interest. Here's this. Like, look, look at phase four. How much have we lost? How many tears have we shed? Because some of our favorite characters have died. Some of our favorite characters are written off. Some of our favorite characters had to go through some heartache. I mean, watching Aunt May pass, spoiler alert, and, and No Way Home, like, what? that was that that hit. And I'm like, dang, dude. Or, or watching Doctor Strange kind of go through what he went through with Multiverse of Madness. I didn't necessarily shed tears there, but it was like, oh, man, you hit me right in the feels. But it also nope. shows that as as writers, they're doing a good job because you are getting so invested in the characters that like you you legitimately do care if they live or die. Oh, absolutely. And I think I think that's why like shows like Moon Knight are gonna end up. We're gonna find out because D twenty three is is this weekend. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited to see what they're going to announce because it's looking like because didn't he just get an Oscar or something like that? Um, or an Emmy or something. He he got some award. Just Oscar recently. Isaacs, yeah, Oscar Isaacs. He either got it. I think he got. A, I got think a, he got an Emmy. Okay, so I don't. I can never remember which one each one gets, but uh, they just got the award for whatever uh, visual effects or storytelling, something like that. And they just got that, and I'm like, man, that's amazing. Because I'm hoping that will bring in a, a second season that will continue his story. Because I'm invested on a character like that, um, and it actually pushed me to go buy books. And like Will. Um, haven't had you on here for a while, Will, but if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, but like Will was, when we started Comic Book Club back in March, February, March, when we were starting to do some recordings for that, uh, we, we walked in and said, hey, you know, what book do we want to read? And he said, listen, you need to go get She-Hulk. Uh, that one was really, really good. It's, it's a start for, for the show. They're trying to get everybody in. And I'm like, I'm getting invested on these characters because people are telling me, hey, go read this book. And there's so much, so many years of content where they've been. I mean, Marvel's been at it for, what, 80 years now? So yeah. they've been at it for a while. Micah, what are your thoughts about the fourth wall break and, and how the, the writing is going? Um, it, it's funny, you know, Alicia asked that, but, like, I, I was thinking Deadpool all the way because, you know, that's, you know, I, yes, I grew up in the 90s and, you know, Saved by the Bell is one of my favorite shows, and so that does make sense with that. Did other shows like The Office and like Parks and Rec and all those do those as well? Do that kind of thing? I never watched any of those shows. So like I don't the think o- The Office did. The Office was a mockumentary, so most of it was yeah. like where okay. they would talk to It was an the, interview style. Yeah, it was an interview style. Okay. It wasn't they didn't talk directly to us. Like they they were right. answering the questions that were being asked or hey, this is what's going on and they were just describing the moment. Yeah, so Deadpool was really my only reference and maybe a couple of the nineties TV shows that comes, but um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting to see that they're trying different things and I think people are enjoying it because I think, you know, she's doing a really good job as, as 
the character. Like she's she's really invested, and you can tell that she's invested, and uh, she's very charismatic in her acting. So, um, and it's it's not like a, she's arrogant, but she's good at what she's doing. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really cool. And like as far as the writing so far with the first three episodes, like, um, you know, with what you said, Jordan, about kind of fixing things, like bringing back uh, Abomination, bringing, you know, back some of that story and then tying in uh, Wong and his character and, you know, kind of how, you know, why Abomination was in Shang-Chi and kind of tying up that story and giving us that reason. And, um, you know, not that I think that it was needed, for Wong to be in the series, but like it's cool because they're you're starting to see more characters and more series just show up without without it being an Avengers event, right? I think it also doesn't feel forced, right? That's, like, that's, what, I, that's what I'm getting at, yeah, 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 yeah. It just like you don't have you're not trying to shoehorn someone, and I feel like it's not when, Avengers Infinity War, and we don't have to have every character, but like if yeah, if you and I are watching, you know, Spider Man and you know, you know, Daredevil shows up. Out of the blue, or Jessica Jones, or if we're watching She-Hulk and and Wong shows up, or we're watching Moon Knight, and I, you know, it, we can go on and on. Yeah, but like, it's just it's cool to see people just casually show up and like, hey, if I'm getting my butt kicked in the MCU and I need a helping hand, and Wong shows up, he's a Sorcerer Supreme and he's going to help me, right? Like, so like, it, it's just cool to see that. It's just an it's just enough to kind of keep you thinking. Oh, there's other people in this universe that are still kind of around, even if they're not focused on them. Yeah. I I'm really excited to see who else is going to show up. So I'm going to ask real quick, any predictions and don't say daredevil. (laughs) Well, are there any predictions to who you want or think would show up? Well, Jordan, you and I talked the other day about it, but like you think that they're really trying to elevate, um, Kingpin and maybe, kingpin getting involved somehow not only just in the daredevil universe and the echo universe because he's already slated for those two shows but maybe tie this all in together because she's a lawyer and it just makes sense so and the last time we saw kingpin was in hawkeye and so it it would make sense like on all these quote-unquote street level shows for for somebody like a kingpin to show up you know, we don't we don't need a Kang the Conqueror or Mephisto or anything in this. We you know we need a street level threat. So that would make sense. So I'm I'm curious to see if if in reference to somebody evil, uh, evil or a bad character show up like maybe maybe Kingpin. One thing I didn't really understand is the whole um, Asgardian thing in the last episode in episode three. Like why does okay. that matter? Why does yeah. that matter? Okay, so so here's where that group comes into play. So that would be uh, the Wrecking Crew. And the Wrecking mm-hmm. Crew is like a CDEFG kind of list supervillain. Like, they, they, they get their butts handed to them all the time. And so each of their weapons are super-powered. Now, in, in the comics, I think they all are just, like, like hyped-up, roided muscle men that just, like, they got some type of super strength. And, like, each one of them is, like, on a work crew. Like, one's got uh, a Wrecking Ball. One's got... Um, fists that that can hit even harder um one person's got like a a, a helmet kind of like juggernauts and so he can like bust through with his head um and then one guy's got a, a crowbar and so the wrecking crew that was their nod to them and so instead of saying hey we're giving you superpowers it's a hey we knocked off a 
wrecking or, or like a, a work an Asgardian construction worker, and now we have super Asgardian weapons that are not really weapons as much as they are construction items, but we're going to use them as weapons. And I think that that team, I think they'll they'll show up a lot. Uh, I think that they're not just a one and done. I think that they'll be a team that kind of just shows up here and there periodically. Um, and you'll see them take different outfits and whatnot, but you'll pretty much see the same weapons on them the whole time. I think, I think that was a really cool way to put them into the MCU without creating some type of big level threat. Like, it's just like, Hey, someone tried to mug me. And like, it was just a small, it's kind of like Batrock the leaper. When you go back to my favorite movie, Captain America, the winter soldier, you see Batrock by George St. Pierre um, come in and he's there for like what, five minutes in the whole movie. So it's more like a cameo. And then he comes back into Falcon and the winter soldier for two or three episodes. And he's really not there for long. And then the, I think they killed him or something like that. But for this team to have some type of appearance and people are like, Oh, Hey, that's the wrecking crew for like all those deep comic book nerds like me or anyone who's seen the animated shows there. I think they go up against Spider-Man quite a bit. Um, but it's cool to see different characters like that and to to give them an MCU nod. That way yeah. you don't have to be like, hey, we're giving you some big backstory because I feel like over 80 years of comic books, 80 times 12, like that's at least one issue a year. And most most comic book stories, you'll find a few, like Spider-Man, I think at one point had like three or four book titles on his name. Um, and so like you would see like the fantastic Spider-Man, the spectacular Spider-Man, like all, all of these different Spider-Man books. And so you could see different aspects of his life. It's kind of like Batman. Batman has the Dark Knight detective comics, Batman, like he's got a ton. Um, maybe and so I was thinking maybe Echo too, while, while I was throwing names out there, maybe she would show up. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be cool. I, if I was to throw someone, I mean, clearly I think that Daredevil will show up because we've seen like preview unless they're totally throwing us a curveball um i want to see roadie show up because this is west coast and i've already heard that there's inkling towards a west coast avengers team possibly showing up in uh, armor wars and i think that having them set that up on the west coast because it's going to be kind of weird having daredevil show up on the west coast if she's New York. there yeah because because yeah. th that's one of those pieces she's on the west coast he's on the east coast so that's why I'm like, unless she's going to run over to New York for an episode and have to go like, hey, my guy, like this maybe is a, maybe abomination ends up in New York somehow. And that's well, wh whether we get that or maybe we're going to get because that would be a cool way to bring him into Thunderbolts mm -hmm. um, that he 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 went on to abomination again and they have to put him back in prison. But then kind of suicide squad ish like, hey, we're putting together the Thunderbolts and bring you in. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know which way they're going to go with it, but I I think that. Well, like uh, Alicia said, Alicia said it's the beauty of not knowing he's going to show up every episode, and it's it's kind of refreshing to oh, not. Oh yeah. Know. And and to not feel pressured by it either. Like I just I feel like it's like that excitement. I I'm like I don't even care. Like whoever shows up, I'm here for it. I'm game. So, what did you guys think about? Um, the abomination because you, you brought up how abomination is in there and I don't know if you guys rewatched Shang-Chi or not since watching that episode but there there was one point that kind of confuses me and this is what happens when you build a universe and and you're not looking at all the minor details 
did you notice that there's a point where they're like, oh, he pulled me from prison, but then like against my will, but then you've got the whole Wong saying at the, uh, I told you to pull your punches and this is a, a training exercise. And I'm like, why would you have him pull his punches? Like if, if this is for you to like, there's a little inconsistency. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. I mean, I don't, we haven't, we've watched Shang, Shang-Chi a couple of times, but we haven't watched it since. Okay. Um, but yeah, well, that I think I watched what episode was that? Two? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I watched it before you got a chance to, and you texted me. You're like, what the heck is going on? This doesn't make sense. And why is Shang-Chi, why are they showing oh, the clip of yeah, Shang-Chi yeah. and all this stuff? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. It could be, it could be any number of reasons. And, um, but yeah, like, it's, I don't know. I well, it, I didn't think, hey, they were slipping or anything, but at the same time, I think that, you know, Marvel does everything for a reason, and they're pretty good at, like, They're good up. at tying up loose ends, yeah. Yep. So, um, so, moving into next couple of episodes, what are you wanting to see story-wise for her? Do you want to see more law? Do you want to see her take on more of a superhero role? Um. What, I want to. I want to see her more. At least I, I feel like you haven't said much, but I feel like I want to see her. You can answer this, but I, I want to see her because she's being so resistant to be a superhero. I want her to suck it up and be the superhero. Okay. Because she, she's clearly a good lawyer, but like she's. Do you know what I mean? Like in the first three episodes, oh, so yeah. far, she, she's been kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm not a superhero. I'm a lawyer. I went to school. I have these student loans. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. You want to see her embrace. Yes. Embrace that. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I think agree. I think Bruce said that in the first episode. He's like, you'll you'll get there. Yeah. And how much, or how how quickly would you like to see that? Do you want to see her get thrust into that, or do you want her to be kind of a little bit here, a little bit there? Because like, I mean, episode four is now out. Um, I've seen it. You guys haven't. But like, would you rather it be a situation where it's like, hey, here's here's a problem we need your help with, and she just comes in and kicks butt and takes name for that that little like one fight because she's the muscle or would you rather her like be thrown into an Avengers level event and it's like, Oh crap. Like we need, we need extra help. And she's like, I, I'm a Hulk. I guess I can, I can do this. Would you rather it be like a slow fade into it? Or would you be like a, Hey, I just want you thrown in so that way I can see more, more action. I mean, we we rarely see them being able to ease into it, right? Like, we always see the, like, we need you now to do this big, huge thing to help save the world. Like, have we ever seen a superhero that has been able to be eased in to, I, I guess, acclimating to the life that they didn't necessarily say, ask for? I would say Spider-Man is probably the closest we've seen so far. Um because like, and that's partially because he was able to hide himself well so for so long. Yeah, he had. Well, I just I just watched Civil War last night, and I watched uh, all three Spider Mans this week. Uh, just being sick at home, I was like, ah, I'm just gonna watch all these movies. Um, and what I realized was there was like six or seven months of him training from when he first donned the Spider Man outfit until Civil War event happened, and then from Civil War into Homecoming, there was another six seven months. And so, like, th- there was a time piece where he's, like, slowly becoming more superhero and, like, he's able to kind of hit each piece as it comes. Where I feel like you look at Iron Man, Captain America, those guys immediately hopped in and they were taking action. 
Well, they had to. Yeah. Not to say that she she hasn't, but um, you know, Tony well, was. I stuck. don't, I don't Tony... know that her any of her threats like she doesn't have one bad guy. Like when no. you look at Spider Man, he was thrust in in his homecoming movie because of Vulture. Vulture, yeah. Like like that was that was the big piece. He was he was just doing small crime stuff, trying to just keep the neighborhood safe. And then one big bad came in where I feel like, you know, she she walked in and what was her name? Uh Tatiana or Tiana or whatever. The 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 lady who jumps in at the end of the episode one in the courtroom, like does this 70s flying kick, which I don't know if you guys caught that. That was so cringy for me. <laughs> I, I'm like, I just wanted like a start Starsky and Hutch. Um, the dun 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 dun, 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 dun like as like she just like flies through because that was not how you fly and jump kick kind of thing. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just it was weird. But I I like she doesn't have a bad guy. Everybody else has kind of had their one bad guy. Even Miss Marvel had her one bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that like it, it was more. Like DODC is is kind of that underlying villain, but then you had like, and I don't, it was not a memorable villain, but it was the person of her alien race um, mm-hmm. that that was the the villain for her. Um, and it maybe started. it would be kind of nice to have her ease into it. Like maybe that would be a nice change. Yeah. In what we're seeing. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, do you mean just the character? Or do you mean the series or both? I think the, I mean, I think the, the reason I'm asking, because Jordan, we talked in other episodes like Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan was a great show, but like, I didn't really know until episode five or six, how great the show was going to be. Same thing with other series that we've been seeing, like the, the, the Disney model, the Marvel model has been like, especially in a six series show. Now this is going to be nine. Uh, I think this will look more like WandaVision. Yeah. To be honest, I, I think that this is one of those we might see an hour episode at the end just to kind of wrap up this season. I honestly think this is going to be a multiple season series. Agatha's going to show up. That's that's who else is going <laughs> to. I'd like to take Wanda to court. She uh, she made me forget. Uh, um, she she put me in my space in my, you know, little space yeah. for 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 eternity. <laughs> what did you get? OK, so I'm, I'm I have gonna, to. I really want to ask this question and, you know, say hi to Buddy. Shout out to Buddy. <laughs> um, Buddy's cat our cat. on the screen. Um, I think it's the first cat that's ever made a Nerd Talk appearance. Um, it would be him. Yes, it would be. He is, he's a real-life uh, comic comic book come to life. Anyway, the Jordan, I want to ask you, the whole, at the end of episode th- three, when she's, she's, is it twerking with the lawyer? Twerking with I, when, when Megan the Stallion. Yeah, I, I wanted to know. Uh, apparently, a lot of like Reddit articles and, and social media things that I follow have been giving us a lot of hate. Um, and I know, like, and some literally of the, where I was going to take the conversation next. Okay, so great. That you hit it. Yeah, right. go ahead. We think we think alike. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing this a while, but like, I I don't know how you feel about it, but like. Apparently, like in some of the comic book stuff that I've read, that you know, She Hulk, her character's pretty risque. Yes, I was going to say racy, but I don't know if that's the right word for it. But like, let's say risque, risque. Like she's very, you know, sexual. Very. There's a uh, literal comic book where they had her jump roping naked. Yes, we saw like, a, we saw a meme about that the other day. So, yeah. um, you know, with that with that said, like people, I've seen all these like threads and memes and things like that, and it's like. You know, 
the MCU we had and the MCU we got. And it's like a picture of like Tony Stark and how he, you know, took yeah, it, I saw that meme. Took it for yeah. 12 years, took the MCU by the horns for 12 years and led us to where we are to get what we have now with She-Hulk. Now, I think that's a little like over the top because clearly, you know, they're they're trying different things. They're trying and, and if they're trying to keep it, you know, a little comic book accurate, then if this is comic book accurate, then then what's wrong with it? Right. Well, yeah. I, is that know, fair? Yeah. No, I think that's completely fair. I would say I don't have a problem with it. I think it was weird um, because it literally just comes down to it's kind of like Kim Kardashian right now is saying, oh, I won in the MCU. Like, OK, so do I. Doesn't mean I get in. <laughs> like, like if I volunteer, like, hey, Kevin Feige, I'm, I'm here. Like, let me in. Put like, me in and give I, me a check. Yeah. Heck, don't even give me a check. Just get just pay for my lodging or whatever while oh, I'm give there. me the check oh i want a check <laughs> i mean i looked up kevin feige's salary the other day like give me a check he can spare it <laughs> well but but coming back to the, to your question i don't think that it was wrong to put that in i because people are going to get butthurt over everything my yeah. dad and, and i'm glad my dad doesn't listen to this because i'm just going to trash what he had to say about the loki series he had this huge fit. He didn't about, like Loki. He no. He hasn't even watched it. And why do you have a? He had a fit because he heard that there was going to be a female Loki, and he's like, "They are pushing this whole leftist idea." And I said, "Dad, that's not what this is. What it's saying is that there is a universe where all the characters are gender swapped. So Thor is a woman, Loki's a woman. You have all these different characters where the the males are female and the females are male. So like." It's this idea that in this multiverse of, of possibilities, like they have a alligator Loki, they have a female Loki, there's a kid Loki, there's a black Loki, there's an old man Loki, there's a young or uh, like normal Loki, there's Loki where he's president, there's, there's an army of Loki, and each one looked different. And, and he was so fixated on one idea, and he's like, no, 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 like it, this is exactly what it has to be. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that. And so with this, it's like, you know, she was dancing. Now, I will say this. I think that we overly sexualize women even in the dances. Because, like, Zemo danced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And his dance, his own little, like, arm in the air, like that fist bump, that those, those smooth moves. Like, someone created, like, a seven-hour, like, repeat of that video and just had music. And I'm like, like, we, we love our, our characters, but why is that okay but the twerking's not. And for me as a pastor, I'm like, well, because it doesn't feel like he was sexualized. But I feel like they sexualized her. Mm -hmm. And if they would have done something where they're just dancing and kind of like, um, like let, let's go like Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. And there's like them dancing in the room and they're just kind of like arms up. Had it just been more fun, I don't think it would have got the criticism. But knowing that she is part of the millennial generation who – at our high school uh, graduations or, or not graduation uh, at like prom and homecomings and all that, like you grinded, you did all these inappropriate dances. Yeah. And it, it's of the world. It's not from a Christian point of view. So I can't fault them for that. And it's not like she was naked or even revealing. It was just weird. So well, that's, and that's to, where I and to be fair too, when you look at the comics, the women are very, presented to be very sexual like oh, yeah. they have very curvy hips and full breasts 
and they're very like very tiny ways like they all are portrayed that way with the with the exception of maybe like rogue or something in the x-men but yeah like for the most part that's the way that they portray them in the comic books well this well, this and you may not even know this part there's a character in dc comics and i know i'm switching gears real quick there's a character that it was an alternate universe supergirl who became power girl and the artist to try and boost his comic book sales no one was paying attention to his book at all and then he slowly started increasing her breast size and now her breasts are these massive, like, ungodly size. And the publisher finally saw it and said, whoa, like, you, you can't draw them any bigger. Like, you have to stop here right now. Like, and, and it's one of those, it's, we know Power Girl because of that and her costume and things like that. And it's like, they're not real. Like, none of these characters are real. And they, they portray not even close to what, what human bodies actually look like. Like, I don't try to go look like Captain America. I, I mean, I just I don't like I, I there's no there's no reason it's for me unrealistic, to try and do that. but it's but it's a comic book too like yeah it's it's, it's something art. that somebody is drawing exactly yeah it's it's not real it's just art and then these guys try to create these things and it's like uh, but I understand what they're trying to do they're they're trying to replicate what's on a page and bring it in the real world. Yeah, and they've done that with other women characters in the MCU, like within recent projects that we've watched. You know, um, I saw a picture, like a recent picture of Elizabeth Olsen, um, because they're talking about putting her in uh, Henry Cavill in season two of uh, House of the is, Dragon. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so yeah, the new Game of Thrones series. Yeah, so they were they were talking about this. They're you know they're having conversations with those two, and and there's a like a modern picture of Elizabeth Olsen. I think Elizabeth Olsen is way better looking than her sisters. Um, I think she's pretty. Uh, I think she was she's great as as, as Scarlet Witch and um, Wanda, but like, I think that they over sexualized her character in the MCU, like just like just aesthetically, because like I saw a picture of her, you know, when they're talking about this with Henry Cavill, and like, you know, she's skinny as a rail, and she doesn't oh, look yeah. anything like she did like as Wanda like as Scarlet. Uh, the Scarlet Witch in you know Multiverse of Madness. So like, yeah, we could totally see that. Um, and I think that's a culture piece. Yes. that we we have we have overly sexualized women to this point. And I'm not saying that that humans can't be sexual. I mean, clearly that's how we've gotten how many how we evolved. Of years. That's how how we have evolved from from the starting point of man. But I think that you know as we grow, as we thrive, as we we are doing these things. We have just, it's weird how even in United States culture versus European culture, like we overly sexualize certain parts and we, 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 we focus on the wrong pieces. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, what else do you have anything else you want to say about She-Hulk? Like, like we still have six episodes to go. Like, I know we wanted, we, we talked a little bit about it, but like you, we wanted to see, you know, who we wanted to see, what we want to see happen. Do we know like where this is supposed to tie into like so, post episode nine? Like, is it going to tie into another series? Like second I season? Don't know. Like, so, does it tie into echo? Does it tie into daredevil? What I'm hoping will happen here. And, and this is just from a, I've been watching, I've been trying to figure this thing out. I'm hoping Marvel will get smart. And there's apparently a guy who his literal job, like part of his job is to keep the timeline in order for Marvel. Like that is part of his job is to make sure that everything is as it needs to be. So if you say, 
hey, Black That's Widow is going to come out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, go ahead, pay me to do that. <laughs> um, and like everybody has to go and consult this guy. And I just wish they would put like a website together and they would just, even if it was a page on marvel.com and just said the MCU timeline. And then like when a new movie or a new project's announced, it would like, the, the animation would shuffle uh, everything aside and then s- slip it like right into space. And just like it would continue to move and like continue to grow. And that way we see a timeline. So that way we would have a better understanding of, hey, does where does Eternal sit? Where does Shang-Chi technically sit? You know, I'm lost at this point. Cause I'm like, they, okay. they do that with Star Wars all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do a way better and, job with, with that of that with Star Wars than they do Marvel. I think it's because at this current moment, Star Wars does not have enough property compared to what Marvel has, like on, on, on the screens, big and small. Yeah, but I mean, but at least Star Wars tells you. Yes. Is what oh, I'm yeah. getting at. Absolutely. It helps when it says episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, um, I mean, like I saw a, 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 a graphic the other day, Jordan, where it was like, okay, here's episodes one through nine. Here's where the Clone Wars falls. Here's where Rebels oh, yeah, falls. yeah, yeah. Here's where uh, Andor's going to fall. Here's where Solo falls. Here's where Rogue One is. And all, you know, all the stuff, Obi-Wan, uh, Boba Fett mandalorian and so like it's super helpful to see those things and it goes along with what you're saying with the mcu stuff yep and i i think we will see and probably the next year because they've given us two full years uh well three um almost they've gotten us through the end of of 25 i think we'll start to see some of that but i think i think she hulk will at the end of the series i think that she'll it'll be announced season two will happen um, I think that she'll show up in Daredevil um, because with her being a lawyer, they're going to bump elbows. It, it's guaranteed. They're, they're going to they're gonna bump elbows and shoulders or whatever. Um, they're going to run into each other at some point. I hope and pray that we're going to see another big name show up somewhere in here that will say, hey, like, like I said, Rhodey. I think Rhodey setting up a West Coast Avengers would be sweet. And for him to say, hey, we need to, we need to have a New York team and a and a San Francisco team. Um, I'd love well, to, I'd love to set this up with you. Well, I was looking on my phone. Uh, you were talking about the D twenty three event coming this coming. Yeah, weekend. yeah, it starts there's, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, they're supposedly going to drop a Secret Wars trailer. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited about it. So that's, that's the the January uh, show. Yeah. So does that? I mean, is there a possibility something happens with that? I don't know. I don't know if they'll put her in there. Um, because to be honest, my no, I think no, what, no, not put her in there, but have somebody show up, like just a cameo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it could. I think they could do that. I think they could. I bet Nick Fury could show up. A green scroll shows up against the green Sea Hulk. I mean, yeah. Well, you could even bring in Hulkling if you if you went that route. Um, and that way, because he's he's a scroll, and you just say, hey, like I need your help. Well, and that up. way, she. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> I did text you and I said, "Man, that music sounded really familiar to Loki in the third episode when the courtroom scene." I vote for Loki to have a cameo and and She Hulk. Not that I my vote counts for anything since they've already filmed everything. But oh, well, Jordan's you guys dad, know that I love Loki, so Jordan's dad's vote doesn't count. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I'm gonna post a link to the She Hulk trailer on it, or I'm sorry, the Loki trailer on his his Facebook or something. <laughs> 
he probably never talked to me again he won't even understand what you were doing that's all good he he doesn't know um yeah so the the last thing that i want to talk about real quick is what did you think about how as as superheroes go we've not seen a whole lot of real life happen i feel like the only character we've seen like real life would maybe be iron man and spider-man like where you see like hey we have a love interest hey we've got some family that we need to protect we we have school we have work we because like captain america like he works for the government it's it's more that that whole thing was he's just doing it doing life he doesn't really have a life um outside of outside of his job uh thor like he's just always at battle um hulk on the run for the most part uh then you get all these different characters that get started to sprinkle in um you don't really see the calmer side of life and the the messes that are made and trying to keep secrets or trying to handle things what did you think about how jen is trying to navigate with her family having to navigate with her best friend nikki um getting branded she hulk and she's just like that's a stupid name like like i hope this doesn't stick like having to navigate real life with having superpowers. What, what do you guys think about how that writing is going? I like it because it's a different perspective because, you know, if it ever got to the point where we had superheroes who actually were roaming around, like they're actual people too. Like they're just because they're superhero doesn't mean like you were talking about, like, doesn't mean that they're going to be a captain America type who like they work for the government or, you know, most of them are going to have like what they were before they became a superhero. That it's not like just because they become a superhero, that kind of stuff gets left behind. Like they're still going to have some elements of themselves as they navigate through trying to figure out, okay, how do I handle being a superhero and trying to maintain the balance of what my life was before. I want to be, I want to continue being a lawyer because I think I feel like I'm really good at it trying to navigate that through. So it's kind of, I mean, it gives another human aspect. So I like it. I, does she Hulk have a love interest in the comics? I don't really have not really followed her story. Um, I'm going to have to throw a bleep here. Um, she's a bit of a, a slut. Um, she kind of, she kind of dates around everybody. Um, okay. So what the reason I said that was because, um, she Hulk, the character, the, the the hero, you know, yes, okay, that's great. Um, if she has multiple love interests, whatever. But like um her as the lawyer, it, it seems like she's just so focused on work that she doesn't really care about relationships. And so it would be interesting to see a character, you know, we can think of it almost as like a split personality, even though it's not, right? Like she could have her the lawyer, her as She Hulk, and like you know, the her as the lawyer is almost like, okay, I'm going to focus on my life, my career, and not focus on dating. And then She-Hulk over here is, you know, dating and, you know, running around doing, you know, God knows what with, you know, God knows who. Um, but, like, it's interesting to see, A, that kind of take on it, and then B, that kind of, you know, two different takes, but at the same time, right? So, like, she's, you know, we we've yet most characters in the MCU have some sort of love interest. Most of them, if not all of them. Right. So like, I don't know. Does that make or sense? At least the hinting of it. Yeah. I, 
I know that it's been hinted that she's going to do like some online dating, like Tinder, whatever the, I don't know. I met my wife at college. I don't know these apps. Um, so I know he's a friend from work. I, I can see something like that happening that like, they're going to focus on some of those, but, um, I think what might be a problem there is, do you want a love interest at this moment in time? Do you, do you need one in the show? Um, and well, that's what I'm getting at. Like it would be okay if they didn't. Well, and, and here's my other thing is what if she ends up dating Captain America, Sam Wilson. And like, there's that little bit of, Hey, you know, we're, we're dating for a little bit because in the comics she dates, like at one point she dates, uh, uh, Iron Man. I think she, I forget who all she's dated, but I know, I know that there are some, some different relationships that she's had. And I was like, how cool would it be if like, you just, Hey, you know, for, for this show, there's a little bit of a romance between her and Sam Wilson. And like, he comes in and he's there for a little bit and then kind of do what Netflix yeah, you could have her and Bucky for a little bit. Like that would be kind of cool just to see that way. It's not just Sam's sister. Um, <laughs> like you, you could, you could write it however you want and you can, you can have the superhero community where some of them kind of date each other. Like Spider-Man and Miss Marvel could end up dating. Um, you could have certain characters just have a date or whatnot. Um, you don't have to have them hook up or anything, but just, Hey, you know, you want to go out sometime and just, just have something of that nature where it's like, oh, hey, there's more crossover, even like we're, we're getting even more in depth to it. So I don't know. We'll just we'll see kind of how it goes. But I, I love the the way that her family life and how her dad walks in and says, you're not the first Hulk and you're not you don't have a warrant on your head. So like you didn't you didn't break New York like that's uh, we're fine. Like you're doing good. And I love the end clips so far. Um where like he has her holding up the car she's she's taking in the water bottles all those those water jugs and she's like dad i'm glad you're staying hydrated but this seems excessive i will say before before we wrap up um i think my favorite end clip was the first episode where she was so focused hyper focused on captain america's uh adult relationships and like wait you're not drunk nope captain america oh. and like just it cuts off i'm like that was i i felt very reminiscent to like when aunt may finds out that peter is spider-man at the end of homecoming and like that just that cut off right there i was like that was cool i i like that so well guys i appreciate your time thank you for joining me and uh for all of our listeners thank you guys for hanging out with us for this time uh definitely check out she hulk she is on disney plus uh, and we would love to have you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.